Welcome to the podcast. This is the show for great communicators and people who are interested in communication. I'm Mike Sargent. I'm a media trainer, communications consultant and advisor. And each week on the PR for Humans podcast, we try to talk to a variety of different guests, people who approach this craft, if you could call it that, of communications uh, in lots of different ways. So uh, we've, you know, we've had novelists, we've had um, uh, playwrights, we've had uh, comedians, we've had CEOs, we've had uh, PR people, of course, and people who 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 write um, professionally for business people and for all sorts of others. And today, I'm really excited because we, we're going to be talking about style and image and clothing and subjects very close to my heart. I'm here with. Lizzie Edwards. Hi. Lizzie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure. Great to have you on, on this podcast and, and great to, um, well, to talk about communications in, in, in a slightly different way, which I hope what, what we're going to do today. So tell me about Lizzie Edwards. Who are you? What do you do? Well, I am, I call myself a personal stylist, but I'm also an image consultant, if that's more in line with the business model that people think of what I do as Um, but I also own a style consulting business so I've also got a team of stylists as well so I grew my team um, due to being a bit over overbooked Um, and really I work predominantly with people who are looking at improving their business image Mm. Um, and my market really is is senior executive women Um, I do work with men but what I found over the years was um, it was the women that were coming forward the men were less so and a lot of my male clients were actually husbands of my female clients. So right. I thought, well, you know, why spend time marketing and writing blogs and trying to attract male clients when they're not even really seeing my website? They're just coming <laughs> through their wife. So, so men would be more more reluctant to seek this kind of advice, or would would they would they want a male stylist? Or you know, no, what, well, what, actually, I have got a male stylist on my team. I mean, I think what it, what I found was, and I really enjoyed working with men, and I still I still do work with men, and people are often surprised. They go, "Oh, I thought you only work with women," but that's who my website speaks to because, you know, one of the things I learned when I set my business up is it was about niching and, and speaking to one avatar, if you like. So yeah. I, and over the years, that that narrowed down and it was this specific woman that was the predominant person that I was working with. And actually, I find the, the women I work with fascinating. I mean, they're very successful. They're, they're, they've got careers that I, I kind of can't imagine. They're traveling a lot, a lot of them. They've got kids. They're juggling all sorts of things. And they're really reaching for the top. And I love to be around those women. I find them really inspiring. Um, I do miss working with more men, but yeah. I, I, they do they do still come through because, you know, as I say, a lot of them are colleagues even of, of my female clients. Um, and uh, what I also found was a lot of the men who were coming to me, the business side of their wardrobe was the bit they did have okay because when you walk into a menswear outfitter, they do. They can sell you a suit and they yeah. can get you that look. Well, I suppose if you, if you get a good suit... Um, that's kind of mission accomplished, isn't it? Some yeah, for, decent again, shoes. it depends on, on their environment. But if they were men who worked in financial services or worked in the city and they walked into one of the, the menswear outfitters, you know, on Savile Row or, or wherever, even in Marks and Spencers, you would get someone in that department who would know how to put you in a suit, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas what they really struggled with was what they wore at the weekend was just shocking. So <laughs> they might have one pair of sort of 10-year-old <laughs> pair of jeans, shorts, you know, yeah. that they'd bought on holiday. Uh, really dire. So, you know, amazing house, fancy car, looking, the, you know, the million bucks for work. Yeah. And then at the weekend, just... And obviously their wives, who are my first client would be like oh gosh you know 
And sometimes there's a need, there's a need even in professional context to to, to be more casual. You know, that yeah. sort of team away, away days. days oh or my the, gosh, they make know. they make people break out into sweats, <laughs> don't they? Just, oh my god, I've got an away to, day. I don't know to, what to wear to go for. Yeah. So the casual side for the men was more of the struggle, and for the women, um, I can't say a lot of my clients. It, it's across the whole wardrobe, but the thing that is the the point where they hit Google and they find me. That's where it's generally a work thing that's the first thing. And then that's the priority. And then equally, we will spend some time looking at getting some jeans and getting some other things in, in the wardrobe as well. But predominantly, it's the the big push for a promotion or, you know, yeah. something like that. That is the catalyst for the change. And there, there will be women who either either reaching the upper levels of, of, of the business world, they're the kind of partners or they're C-suite yeah. or whatever, or they're, they want to look like they're going there and they're going to get there. And, and, and for that, dressing the part, I guess, is, is all important. Yeah, it's, it's the, you know, people have heard it a million times, dressing for the job you want. Um, it, it's easier for people who are looking down the ladder, if you like, to imagine that person as being in the position if you look like you are. People want to know that the, the team that they call on can be relied upon. And if you're someone who sort of shows up looking a bit unkempt, you know, look like someone who occasionally you'll come in looking scrubbed up and having brushed your hair, but a lot of the time you don't, then, you know, when they're, they're sort of imagining who could step in, if you're not the person they just know always looks the part, um, as well as obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, within this context of talking about image, the given is that you're good at your job, yeah. the given that you're highly skilled, you're brilliant in all the other ways. Often it's this is the thing that is the thing that casts the seed of doubt in people's minds. Yeah. And that's where, for me, that's where my passion lies because it's not saying that it's not about style over substance. It's a given that you've got the substance, but, you know, my my diary tells me that this is something that people struggle with, otherwise I wouldn't have a business. And, yeah. And it's just, I think the biggest thing for the women that come to me is when they, they say to me, it's just such a relief to not have to think about it anymore because it takes up a lot of valuable headspace, Um that I would have personally argued that men don't have taking up the headspace, and and I just well, <laughs> well I just rem- remember the kind of the Mark Zuckerberg you know quote just be putting on the same black t-shirt every day just to simplify his life, yeah. and so he doesn't have to think about clothes at all. Yeah, uh, focus on on the business. And yeah, that. and that's something that I, I I use that exact example in my book actually about that you know because I think the the thing for women is that there is an idea that you. You, you know, you need to sort of show up looking different every day because there is that element of choice in the shops when men never have that thinking. Um, and and the, the other issue for women with getting dressed for work is it's, it's just, it's not that it's not important for men, it's equally important for men to look good for work and to show them their best selves, if you like. But it's just, you, they can get it wrong, but it's much harder to get it wrong because women can get it wrong in a multitude of ways. Um, and at the, the core of the issue is that it can be distracting. Yes, this is what I was going to ask about because you know we want to send a positive statement about who we are when we when we present ourselves to the world, but also kind of kind of a neutral statement as well. And mm. that's, it's getting that balance right mm. between looking. Everyone wants to sort of dazzle and, and have that wow factor, but you don't want it to be all about the clothes and not about the person. And how do you how do you seek that that balance for people? Yeah, I think you're you're exactly right. I mean, I think it's really about finding out who the person is through the clothes and that's the thing that I'm passionate about as well so when people get to a certain level um, 
they, they don't want to just look the same as everybody else, but equally they don't want to be distracting and it's finding that balance. So less is definitely more, but having, a, having something that's of interest um, so to show a little bit of your personality is, is useful, but it's just about it not being too much, like not being too distracting. Um, and I think the case in point is definitely with, with things like presentations or um, even on, on video or on screens or any, anything like that. If someone is sort of mesmerised by your earrings or thinking, oh, they don't go with their dress or whatever, they're not listening to what you're saying. And that's where men... It's very rare that they would be wearing something where the viewer would be pulled to thinking about that. Um, and I've, I've heard of, it's one of those things that I get into discussions with about my clients. And when I see them again, often they're almost more in tune to seeing it around them when, after they've worked with me. And they say, oh, gosh, I was at this thing last week and there was this person doing this. And I can't remember a word they said because they... They, their shoes were really scuffed or they had this you know they hadn't bothered even brushing their hair or you know and that's the thing they remember they don't yeah. remember what the person was saying um and 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 unfortunately that's more problematic for women and what about what about colors i mean is is it true that that, that women can enjoy color more and get away with more color than, than men, for instance. I always think, you know, the man, if you put on a, a coloured tie, it's sort of a revolution. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but women um, women can, can, can enjoy colours more or can colours sometimes be distracting and, and, and just the wrong fit for the personality or the, the image they're trying to project? Yeah, I think it, definitely women can get away with wearing more colour at work, for sure. I think one of the important things that I'm always really keen to stress is that I... I'm often asked questions like, oh, can you wear trainers to work? Well, do you work in an advertising agency or do you work in a bank? I mean, the, the blanket term work is so wide, especially now. I mean, what, what's the person's role? What's the environment they work in? What do they want to say? What's their personality? It's all of those things considered. So you cannot make statements about a particular person. Now, regarding colour, um, yes, you know, you know, someone could wear more colour if they're a male if that was in their personality, because that could be part of their brand. Um, the, the chances of someone who, say, worked in a, a bank and held a senior position, you know, rolling up in a red suit, very unlikely. If they worked in a creative environment and that was in their kind of, they were quite a wacky personal style, yeah, they could, you know. So yeah. it, it really, those questions are very hard for me because I, I genuinely don't think one size fits all at all and that's no, where it's and, very much about personal style and that's why why they, they need you and why you know you need a, a, I guess a, um, a one-to-one advisor because everyone's different. everyone's different and one of the things I suppose I struggle with with my book um, and I didn't write for a long time because people kept saying oh you're going to write a book and I was like well first of all a lot of it's said you know the theory part of it I'm not a theory person. I mean, I've learned it, I trained in it, um, but I and I can use that. But for me, it's very much about the individual. So what I try to get across in my book is just almost to get people to think about stuff. So it's about having a level of awareness because I, I genuinely believe that if people just stopped for a minute and, and looked in the mirror and thought, right, what what do I look like? Is this giving the message I want to, to give out? What do I think that says? Because we all know... You know, the, the fact that we make snap judgments about people, that people are making about us, we're making about people all the time. So we know that we're making about people. So if we look at ourselves in the mirror, 
or equally if we're out shopping and we think, right, okay, this is the kind of image I want to portray, holding up a dress, does this say that? It's quite easy for someone to just look in the mirror and go, actually, no, not really. Yeah. Now, I say it's quite easy. It's, <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> well, it more... might be easy for you, but some people just can't, can't see it Some people can't right see way. it, but I genuinely I'm believe if people, <laughs> if people took a couple of minutes, the problem is people don't want it. People will rush out of the door. I, have, I still have clients who are incredibly senior and don't have a full-length mirror. Now, how can you possibly know what you look like without looking in the mirror before you leave the house? Really, you, you can't know. So it's just, it's almost, I think as well, because we're in this sort of fast time, everyone's all rushing everywhere. Um, it's, it's taking time to actually consider what you're wearing. And again, that's one of these blanket statements about whether everyone should, you know, look great, be polished up. Well, if you genuinely are not bothered about being particularly successful or if or you're conscious of it and you think well no I am really scruffy and I don't care if I if I if I don't brush my hair um I know that it doesn't give the best impression of me but I don't care well that sort of you know yeah. okay because <laughs> you know you're, yeah. you're making that conscious choice mm-hmm. but if mm-hmm. you are walking around blind to the impression you're making then that's where the damage can be can come and I think that I think that there's different levels of support you can get from with your image from just having colors done so you know what colors suit you if if that's because some people really can't see what looks good on them um to actually just going into a store any of the big department stores where they do have a personal shopping service and so yes i mean i I offer a sort of high-end service very full-on you know get it completely done in a number of sessions but equally even if you're you're very focused and you say right i know the look i'm going for um and you can go and get support from somebody in that way it's just it's just looking it's not assuming that you need to do it all on your own yeah and what so what what would be the process would you would you take one look at someone and think i i know where I should take that person or do you, do you need to get to know the the person and and who 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 they are who they want to be how they want to be perceived it, yeah is, is it, well that's the way that well? I work and yeah. that's the that's the important thing about my business which is what's different to um you know say going into a store and booking a two-hour shopping session with somebody who you've never met before who's mm. literally just looking at you and go oh I know what you'll suit well to me that's that doesn't really work and one of the things that I say to people is uh, you know, once you're clear on what you want, then you can use those services to great effect. But obviously what my service differs in is that we're, I don't even think about the clothes until I know that person and really try and find out what they want to achieve um, and, and who their personality is and the kind of environment they're in. Um, because everybody's everybody's version of smart is different. Like to some people it's a suit and to a lot of people it would never be a suit. Some people's version of smart would be just better fitting jeans that are newer yeah. <laughs> you know um depending yeah. i've got i've got you know clients who are senior at google i've got clients who are senior in the city i've got you know and and, and all all different things in between i've got people who work a lot at home people who travel what people need is very very different yeah um, and you, you know, need some you need options right you need you, you can't just wear the same thing every day yeah well again there, there's the well, back to Zuckerberg. you could yeah. <laughs> but most people have got different um, again, because I work with predominantly female, they're, they're front of my mind. But the day that they've got a, a big board meeting, when they're in a room full of predominantly men, they will show up in their kind of power dress or, or, or a suit. But a lot of the days in the office, they'll be wearing smart separates. So um, they've got different things that they know, right, that's the day I bring out the big guns. You know, that's the day I will put my heels on and I'll wear that fitted dress. Um then on other days they might be wearing you know they can get away with wearing sort of you know flat slip on shoes and a pair of trousers and a jumper you know it's having I think the most important thing for people is to know 
what the impression they're giving is with certain clothes and then knowing that they're consciously choosing to make that decision on that day. Yeah. Um, and, and also and that's where you talked about colour before and that's where sometimes people don't really understand the power of colour because, you know, the difference in wearing a what I call a, well, it's just a high contrast look, so the traditional black jacket, white shirt, that's a very hard look and that's a real delivering a message look, you know, when you want to look very authoritative. If you were about to have a conversation that was a bit sensitive with one of your team, you wouldn't want to go into that room with that outfit on because, you know, it's just very harsh. You'd want to go in with much softer combinations. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. It's, it's so dependent on the situation, which, which makes it a fascinating kind of endless subject. And yeah. When you think just like the big pitch, for instance, that moment where you've got to stand up and convince investors of something or you've got to win a piece of business, I think of a pitch always as a, as a combination of excitement and reassurance mm. and, and how you get that balance right. You want to excite people and they're like, wow, this, this team is dazzling. But at the same time, I want to be reassured that they're very focused on the job, they're serious and they're professional. And, and just, you know, judging that right, even just for the, what you're saying is, is, is so difficult. But, I, but now I'm seeing that there's, there's this kind of visual dimension to it as well, which yeah, is hugely. critical. Yeah, hugely. And back to the about being distracted. <laughs> you don't want your audience to be going... What's she got on her feet? Yeah. You know, because you want them to be hearing what you're saying. But equally, you want to be memorable. And the other thing is, and sometimes I watch it on Dragon's Den or on The Apprentice when they all all rock up and they've all got a kind of a sea of suits and they're trying to all look a certain way and look really, really polished. And um, you, you know, if someone said, "Oh, you know, you know, Julie, she's the one with the grey suit," well, they all had a grey suit on. You, you need to be rememberable, but for the right reasons. You yeah. know, and and a lot of the thing with again for me about personal style and, and seniority particularly it's not about whether someone wears a suit or not um, or whether they have heels on or not or whether they draw dresses or not it's about how things are put together in the way that they look like they're good quality and they they sort of support you in the message you want to give and quality is a really big thing on that as is fit um, and that's where you look you know, a lot of people come to me and say, "I just want to look put together." That's a very—I don't yeah. know if that's a real female term, but well, they no, say. I, mean, I, do, I think put certainly together. the com- combinations, not not also not just the clothes, the whole, the, you know, the shoes, accessories, mm. and everything, everything forming a nice package is, mm. is crucial. Because I guess if you get one bit of that out, mm. it can sort of upset the, the whole yeah. the whole look that you're aiming for. And it just—I think what it is is, as a human being, we 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 make these messages and we we kind of make assumptions about people, and so someone could be you know, very focused and attention to detail and be really sort of in control of a situation. But if they rock into the office with their you know, their jumper on inside out and the label hanging out and they haven't brushed their hair, you'd think, well, you look like you've left in a big rush. Have you got everything under control? Are you paying attention to detail? And we would think, no, they're not. You know, yeah. we it's, it's those little messages that we get. And we'd, we'd like to think we can see past them, but, you know, we're just No, we can't. Wired. We're just, yeah, we're just sort of visual and, and emotional creatures. And we're all, mm. we're all making these judgments about people we all, all, all the time. We all do it. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's not fair, but we all do it. And even if we're conscious of it, and I know there is quite a lot of thinking around trying to get people who, especially interviewers, to not to try and be I can't remember the terminology now, but blind for all of those reasons. But they people can't help themselves by making assumptions about people from what they see visually. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of no, exactly. And I, I do a lot of media training with people, preparing them for for broadcast interviews, and and then we get onto the subject of of what they should wear. In, in a in a in a TV interview, for instance, and it's qu- it's quite a difficult subject, particularly if I'm training women, and, and I'm not I'm not a style advisor, a fashion advisor, as you, as you can probably tell. But I mean, well, one thing I do say to, to women is um, wear a jacket if mm. possible, because mm. then you can clip a microphone onto it onto the jacket. But just jackets already signal authority. Yeah. Just putting a jacket over the top. 
Are there any other piece of advice you'd give someone, particularly if they're appearing on a video or if they're appearing well, on Well, generally speaking, the idea is definitely not sort of fine lines or anything that creates that, I don't, mm. again, I don't know the technical term, yeah, but they creates just the, the interference. The, the, the interference. Yeah. Again, keep it simple. Um, and just to look, if you're on the television, you're usually there because you're an authority on a subject, to look authoritative and look like you've, you've turned up and you're not there by accident. And... Let people hear your authority on the subject you're talking about, and not be distracted yeah. by what you're wearing. And there's, a, I remember when something big happened last year, and I was watching someone on the news um, who'd been who was sort of doing interviews around something, and I was just so distracted by what she was wearing, and I just thought that's such a shame because you must be brilliant. You're yeah. top of your game in yeah. that industry, and I'm just, and I know that obviously with what I do, that's something that I'm I'm sort of looking at a lot. But I really thought, gosh, you don't look authoritative. You no. don't, like you haven't your hair's all over the shop. Um, and these things are things that women, um, the grooming aspect, especially in things like TV, make a huge difference as to whether they look like they've showed up as their best self. Definitely. And, no, and again, it's harder for women yeah. because they're most men. Um, I know. Um, I think Robert Preston used to get a lot of stick around his hair blowing around all yeah. the time. <laughs> no, I, I got that. I, I, had, uh, <laughs> I remember at Sky News years ago when I was uh, well, I was on Sky News and the editor of Sky News came up to me and gave me a dressing down in the corridor saying, you've got to get your hair sorted out, mate. You've got to get a haircut. I thought I was a bit um, a bit off, but actually looking back, he was right. I was At that time, I was making my career being on television every day. Mm. And he was a total mess. Um, but <laughs> actually, he irony. said, he said I, I don't, I, I'm a mess. I know I'm a mess, but um, I'm not on screen. You are. So sort yourself yeah. out. And um, I was really miffed at that point. But actually, looking back, he, 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 was, he was right. He should have said it in a more polite way. Maybe. That, and this is the issue, because this is a conversation I have a lot about delivering the message, because um, quite a few of my clients now, at the level they're at, have have sought my help because someone has said to them, your image is, is holding you back. Now, the thing I hear from them is it's someone that they really admire and value and have got a very good relationship with and they know that that message is coming from a very good place and so they're in a position to sort of hear it. But equally, um, what what I hear is that they wish that someone had said it before because they're not... Although the natural defence is is to feel a bit hurt by it actually what they look at in hindsight is that I can see that you know who of course I, I don't really know what I do I know I've got no interest in what I'm wearing I'm not particularly stylish and I'm not interested in being um, and I just wish that someone had told me sooner because they sort of see what they might have missed out on yeah um, by There's someone not being honest opportunities at a cost and just so glad that they took the advice there and just went with it and when on reflection I think the issue for me with you know and I have this conversation sometimes with HR departments or oh, it's a bit sensitive can't, you know well, we mustn't talk about that it's sexy all these other things and I, I'll be honest it absolutely infuriates me because if someone was in a, in a leadership um, route and and was lacking other things that they needed for business like presentation skills mm. Um, that wouldn't be deemed something. That, no, there's that something particularly difficult about clothes difficult. and image, and uh, with women and with men. And when we think of all the the controversies about the the gender pay gap, mm. and I think there are a lot of people out there feel that they're walking on eggshells with this. But stuff. I think it's and, more damaging to the women. This, yeah, this, this, oh, agreed. Treading yeah. around because yeah. no one's saying anything, <laughs> and then these women, and I've heard it from people. I, I've I've heard it. Oh, we just stopped sending her to any meetings, and in the end, she left. I mean. 
Right. Great, brilliant. So you've just spent years mm. doing a degree and you've worked Investing hard and actually and no yeah, one dares yeah, yeah. tell you that what you're wearing is not appropriate. So we'll just gradually stop sending you to meetings because what you wear isn't appropriate and then you'll leave. Right? Yeah. You don't, so that's a massive cost of resources to rehire. That's someone's... Um, you know, livelihood. And okay, I totally understand that that's hard for people to have that conversation. But that's where, again, if a company hires me, I'm the one having that conversation. And it can be, it's very, if it's dealt with sensitively, and obviously what anyone wants to know is what's in it for me. Well, I can tell you what's in it for you. Promotion, increased salary, better prospects, you know, better, more confidence. I mean, because that's the thing as well that, that really happens for people when they actually start looking good. They're, they benefit more than anyone else because they actually feel really good about themselves. And that's something that a lot of my clients who weren't particularly interested in clothes and what they wore, they, they say to me, oh, I really enjoy getting up and getting dressed for work. I mean, who knew? Yeah. <laughs> so it's that it kind was, of inner confidence, yeah. the motivational factor, actually, that you know, feeling like, oh, I can take on the world. And people giving them loads of compliments. I mean, who doesn't like that? We're human beings. I mean, someone's saying, oh, I really like that dress. Where did you get that? I mean, and actually... Again, a lot of the women I work with are surrounded by men and they say, God, I can't even imagine that they even notice that stuff. And they say they really do. Yeah. But also people on the street just saying, oh, I love your shoes. Where'd you get your shoes from? And for people who are totally not interested in clothes, that's a whole new thing. And when someone's in their late 30s, early 40s, even in their 50s, to suddenly have that happening. Um, yeah. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a great thing. It's an empowering mm. thing. And I, I guess a lot of people, you know, they sweep it under the carpet or they maybe put it off or say... I don't know, I'll get a better wardrobe once I've lost a bit of weight. Or, you know, there'll be things going on yeah. in their minds that stop them. Yeah, and like, it's all those things action on this. are much better when, you know, if, if you're the weight you are, you're the weight you are. And dressing, again, I'll use the same term, as your best self in the day, you feel great as you are. And actually a lot of people who have that as a, oh, I'll wait until, when they really start dressing as they are on that day and, and getting the right size and things that fit them they just feel so much better they say oh actually I, I don't I thought it was my weight but actually I look fine you yeah know, they're just the confidence makes a huge difference yeah absolutely I mean it's all it all sounds quite expensive like to get a, a, a wardrobe together for for a, a senior kind of professional role it, can, can you do it on a shoestring or do, do, do these things just cost thousands and thousands of pounds to create a professional wardrobe that's going to propel you to the top of the London business world? If you're in that market, yeah, it does cost thousands and thousands of pounds because, yeah. again, I would um, it's looking at what the return is on, mm. on that investment. It's not just shopping for fun. It's actually shopping with a purpose. And it's the thing is when you're rebuilding from scratch, which a lot of my clients are, uh, you know, we, I always start off by going through their wardrobe and seeing what they've got. I certainly I'm not about getting rid of things that aren't the right thing. Um, but what I find is a lot of people who don't really know what they're doing just buy a lot of stuff and buy it cheap. And then they never feel good. It never lasts. It's sort of hanging there unworn. Um, and once you clear away all that and just start again, you're able to start with a clean slate. And I will, you know, ask people what their budget is. Now, if I had a client who, and I did once have this situation, who was a very senior lawyer um, and all her clothes were sort of new look H&M, it's just like, let's just be real about this. It's not, that's not giving the right message. Right. And it, yeah. And often it's, just, you know, money. So is it about and, having the, the right labels or the right? No, it's, it's not. Again, it's not about designer. Now, you know, some very senior people who earn a lot of money might want to be going and buying designer clothes. That's certainly not my experience with my clients. Again, what, what's designer to someone who shops on the high street buying things in Boston Max Mara is designer, but to, to 
then another level is buying things in sort of Gucci and Prada and there's all different levels Mm. and it's all relative like Mm. I I can never say to people what you should spend because actually money is very personal and it's what people feel is worth it for them Mm. Um, you know you can only see around you people who probably still live at home with their mums and they'll spend a thousand pounds on a jumper if that's what they're really into I mean that's you know young person probably and then you'll have people who have got loads and loads of money and will be walking around in rags and but for me it always comes back to thinking about what the intention is of the end result and if it's you are wanting to be uh, in a senior role holding yourself as a leader um, definitely wearing good quality clothes which cost an investment to start again and build from scratch and then once you've got that wardrobe the thing about business wardrobe it isn't about new things every season it's about topping things up when you're when you want to add a little bit so the initial investment of buying a new wardrobe when you're buying shoes to coats to suits to dresses yeah. to you know whatever and that could be what 20 30 grand at that moment uh, not or? That much. No. no i mean <laughs> okay. my clients spend anything from uh between i we generally say to people we don't really work with clients who are spending less than one and a half to start with but that's really like you know, yeah. you're not going to. I would definitely talk to people about what that's going to get you. But sometimes I'll go and do a wardrobe session, and I'll feel like you don't need to go shopping anymore. Like they've got so much stuff, it's yeah. actually the opposite. And we, what we need is a few key pieces to make those things work. But right. it always comes down to, uh, you know, price point of if you've got this budget and you need these things, what can you afford to spend? And and it's mixing it up, and there's ways around it. But generally speaking, most of my clients probably over a few days of shopping would probably spend in the region of about between about eight and ten yeah something like that but that's i mean that's someone who's starting from scratch and is getting absolutely everything and when women shoes coat you know everything a new bag that's that's everything um but i I, again i'll point to women have got a lot of women have got an issue with spending money because they see it as sort of frivolous if they're not interested in clothes. But a senior man, most of the time, wouldn't think that much about going and getting a decent suit made, and that would easily cost thousands of pounds. Mm. So it's, and then they know that they've got those suits and they might have about three or four that they might rotate. Um, and that's just something that they have for work and they reinvest and they get some new shirts every now and again. And, it's, and they would buy good quality shoes. They wouldn't be going into some you know, high street store and buying a pair of shoes if they're a senior man in the city. They'd be buying good quality handmade shoes so again it's all relative um and there's ways around it Uh, you know you can definitely buy great things on a on a lower price point but it just takes time to shop so it's back to yeah (laughs) where where you want to spend your time you either spend your time or you spend your money that's (laughs) you know that's that's everything in life isn't it yeah you you know you either get someone to help you and you pay for it or you you put the hours in yourself or you mix the two together yeah any 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 big sort of fashion mistakes over the years or wardrobe malfunctions or clients getting you know or or others that you've seen getting things really wrong well I mean one of the things that's quite funny that happens sometimes is that I'll do a wardrobe session and we'll go through and sometimes we'll try things I won't try things on they'll try things on and and they'll put something on and they'll go uh, and I'll say okay tell me about this dress how long have you had it and I'll say you do know you've got it on back to front (laughs) (laughs) and I've had it for about three years um so there's just things like that. And then things where I'll say to someone, I'll work, I'll say, where do you wear that? And thinking they'd say, oh, I bought it for my friend's party. And, and they'll go, oh, I work to the office. And I'm like, no, no, you won't. Not anymore. And and it's just sometimes you you sort of show people. People can see, I put people in front of the mirror and they suddenly see it. 
you know they're like oh okay yeah. and and it's the scales fall from their eyes about gosh I, I can see myself and I can see gosh that's really not appropriate for work or it, it just takes sometimes just to have that conversation with someone else like a second person just to look at things afresh and and to to really see yourself differently yeah exactly um Lizzie, it's been a, it's been a great conversation, and and just to tell us quickly about about the book and it's coming out soon. Yeah, so I've been working on the book for feels like a while now. <laughs> Finally, it's out on June the twenty first. And, and what was the motivation for writing that? Well, I just wanted to. I mean, again, I said at the beginning, I I've talked uh, to people before about doing a book, and I've always thought, well, you know, I don't need to reinvent the wheel. There's there's a million books on information about style and image, and people say, yeah, but you've got your own way of. Mm. saying it and actually I'm quite direct really um, and I just wanted to sort of my passion really is that people to see how important it is and, and are inspired to do something about it really so the, the the inspiration really is to that just to sort of share my ideas on that and hopefully just get people thinking about it and just to start considering how important it is and think about what they want to project to the world and what they want to look like um, and the book is called Look Like the Leader You Are, and it's a seven-step style strategy for ambitious women. Um, and really, it's just to make, as I say, give people a process to go through, because that's the other thing I think that people have said to me, are just having, like, knowing there's something that happens and then another thing and another thing, and it just works through. And it's the process I work through with my clients. So if somebody wanted to do it themselves, it's the process you could do it yourself. And equally what I think is for beneficial for people is even if they decide that they want to go and get a personal shopper in a store, going armed with the information about what qualities they want to project, the kind of items that they need in their wardrobe, um, the kind of personal style they've got having done some exploration on Pinterest and having, having made a mood board, going and getting some help, um, whether it's with someone like myself or a free service in one of the stores, you're going armed with so much more information that you're much gonna you're gonna get a much better result. But the biggest thing for me is awareness. I want people just to be aware of the of the power of their image. Yeah, and it's interesting what you said about being a straight talker as well. And I, I guess sometimes you have to you have to tell people honestly what they look like. Well, I definitely do. It's not for me because people have asked me. But But for most of us, we'll be like, uh, if they're paying uh, me a good deal of money, they need they need to know the the truth of it. And I do. I would like to think that although I know that I'm I'm direct, I'm you know I'm also fun and laid back. So I know that there's a a, you know I have a good time with my clients. And and at the end of the day, if they were paying me what they're paying me, and I ignored elephants in the room then I would not be doing my service you know I'd I'd I need to be pointing stuff out to them that will help them and the the thing is as well with why I like working with the the level of people I work with and you know I'm in my I'm in my mid-40s I'm not afraid to say it and my clients are senior they they need people who tell you know they that's what they're hiring me for I'm on a level with them I'm happy to tell them yeah what they need to know because that's why they're hiring me and and they're senior and they I'm and I'm senior really Great. Lizzie, thank you so much for taking part in the conversation. I've, I've really no, enjoyed, really enjoyed uh, chatting to you and, and, and hearing about your world, which is it's kind of overlaps with mine, but it's very, very different to mm. mine. So it's, it's, it's been, been a great conversation. Thanks for, for coming on. And I, I need to go, go back home and um, look at my wardrobe <laughs> and uh, get rid of it all. I'll definitely. I'll give you a copy of my book <laughs> and, and, and you again. can look at it. And it'll, you know, the process, it does work for men too. It's not exclusive. It's just that obviously that's yeah. the focus. Well, some, some like me need, need more help mm. than others. But anyway, um, thanks for coming along, Lizzie. It's a pleasure. And thanks to everyone out there for, for listening to, to the podcast. Thank you. Goodbye.